Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, Edna. How are you today? I'm doing well, Wendy. How are you? Good, doing well. I'm so happy that you are here, and I'm really excited and looking forward to our discussion. So why don't we start off by you telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Okay, so first off, I want to thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to this all day. And um, my name is Edna Yoma, and I just finished my third year of nursing school. It's been no small feat, but I have always wanted to be a nurse, and I'm constantly inspired by other nurses. Our entire profession is about giving back and showing up for others, for ourselves. Um, And I think that this has been a difficult time due to COVID. Um, I've heard about nurses having up to eight patients with high acuity, um, the staffing shortages. And if you've been following the Rodonda Vought case, a lot of my fellow students have seen, you know, a nurse getting charged with criminal charges for a medication error. And so I think it's a time that we really have to support one another. Um, and the systemic law, flaws are getting highlighted. And um, it's really a time for us to drive change because the focus is on our profession. And I think this starts with students um, and investing in aspiring nurses. And I think of young black women like myself um, that have big dreams and limited resources. So this past summer, I had my first internship at J&J and it really changed the course of my career. When I first came to college, all I did was study in the library. Um, And I was just so afraid of dropping out, even though I had graduated at the top of my class. Um, If you really think about it, like there's no reason for that fear. It's not rational, but it's what I had seen in my community. And um, I was so afraid of becoming another statistic. And so this is one of the many ways that as a first-generation college student, our experience differs from others. Um, Maybe your scholarship is on the line. Maybe you're an immigrant who feels the weight of the sacrifices that your parents made. Um, So many of us were just taught to hustle and to work our way to the top. But to get to the top with no support, it's incredibly difficult. It can lead to burnout and it's rare. And although I had two parents that loved me and I had ambition, I had a limited network and no practical career advancement knowledge. So when I first got to J&J, Lauren Sundberg, she really saw my potential. And I was working with the diversity team and I shared about my passion for health equity that stemmed from growing up in Ethiopia, where I had seen so many preventable conditions become fatal. And because I shared my story, 
And that was really a critical skill that I learned there too, to be able to articulate myself and not be um, overcome with imposter syndrome and realize that my opinions are valid and um, valuable. And so through that, she invested in my career and she allowed me to connect with nurses that worked within J&J. And that was just an opening door. Suddenly I was surrounded by um, women that inspired me, successful women who were giving me advice. And they told me to look at my career in terms of what do I wanna do in five years, in 10 years. And as a first generation college student, all I had thought about was my first job, like. I just need to get out of poverty. And I had never even considered next steps in that way. And I think every student deserves that type of support. And even meeting you, um, it was so great to see someone who looked like me, who had come from a similar circumstance doing what I wanted to do. And that was why I told you, it's difficult to be what you cannot see because how can you, um, have all these dreams, but have no one to look up to. It's as if you have to kind of become the light that you wanted to see at the end of the tunnel. And that's a difficult thing. Um, but now that I do have the resources, I know the value of mentorship. And I think that sometimes we can feel helpless when we're looking at, you know, all the inequities in care. Um, but you're always capable of making a difference in your community. And I was listening to your podcast about courageous conversations. And that really inspired me because you make an impact in each person that you meet. And whether it's in a big or small way, that's what led me to nursing because I wanna make a difference in the lives of my patients. And when I was younger, my father suffered from many strokes for several years, and I watched the nurses take the time to make sure we understood his condition, um, take the time to provide holistic care, and that left an impact on me. And as nurses, that's something that we can do to each of our patients. And of course, not everyone's going to be receptive. Um, it's a difficult thing to be stuck in a hospital, but our profession is so rewarding because it gives us that opportunity right at the bedside. That, that is awesome. You, you dropped so many great, uh, valuable advice nuggets, um, just in your introduction, but I want to back up just a little bit. Um, so you talked about the, the case where the nurse was convicted of manslaughter, I believe. Yeah. Um, how did that impact you and your fellow classmates being a nursing student, going into the profession and experiencing that? What was that like? What was the conversations like among nursing students? I think we were all very disheartened to see um, criminal charges when uh, we go into something trying to help people and I see students already considering leaving bedside before getting any experience. And that's why I think it's so important that, you know, we support one another. And the saying that nurses eat their young on the hospital floors, um, I, for one, have had a lot of support in my clinical rotations and in my time at Quinnipiac in general. 
but I do know that that's not the case for many others. And I think it's really important, even though so many are experiencing burnout, we find ways to really help one another. Yeah, and and I want, you know, our listeners to know our student nurses and um, legacy nurses, that can happen anywhere. And that's why it's important for us to be self-advocates for ourselves, advocate for our professions, our colleagues, as well as our work conditions. So you were saying, you know, burnout and stress, it has been a thing in our profession for many years, as you probably know, but with this pandemic, it has just been amplified. So I think this is such a pivotal time in our career for nurses who are out and on the front lines and nurses like yourself, even being in nursing school to make changes. This is the gap for us to pivot plan, right? To to really do the work. Um, So it definitely is a great time for nurses, despite it's kind of bittersweet, but it is a good time for us to really showcase our leadership because we are all leaders, regardless if you're a student nurse or an experienced nurse. Um, You also mentioned that you did a rotation at J&J, Johnson & Johnson. That's where we met. And I want you to talk a little bit about how did you find that opportunity to actually work with Johnson & Johnson being a nursing student? So I came upon that opportunity uh, through a scholarship that I received coming to Quinnipiac. And I think it's really important for nurses to know that you can apply for research positions and you can be part of a data analysis team or um, looking into diversity. Whatever the case might be, there's so many positions um, that are still making an impact in policy. And it was a very eye-opening experience for me. And I think, Working as a patient care assistant has also been great getting that hands-on experience, but it's much more well-rounded now that I've seen research as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think you learned some great things just through that whole experience of meeting different people. And you were saying before you had no idea how to advance your career, but people asking you those important questions like, you know, what do you want to do in five years? It gives you perspective on uh, what you're doing. So I think that's beautiful and such great advice because I think people, um, they tag themselves out because they feel like they can't or they're not Mm -hmm. able to, or they limit themselves before they even get in the game. So I think it's very important to do that. What has mentorship uh, meant to you, Edna, just being a nursing student and, you know, you'll be graduating next year up to this point in your, I'm going to say your nursing career, you have started your nursing career. Um, what has mentorship meant to you and how important is it? I think mentorship is really critical. Um, I think that when you have guidance from people who have experienced exactly what you want to go into, they will be able to support you and show you mistakes that they have made, things they wish they did differently or um, allow you to fall in their path. And before I had no mentors, it was really just me um, kind of driving and driving. But it's, like I said, so easy to get burnt out. And when you can see um, a vision of who you want to be and what you want to do, it's 
much, much easier, honestly, because you know that you're aligned and you know that you have support behind you. And um, in this coming summer, I'll be doing an oncology fellowship, the Flynn Fellowship, which was started in honor of Susan D. Flynn, who passed of ovarian cancer in 2013. And it was started by her husband. And so that's another example of the impact that nurses make at bedside. And it's also a great program because built right into it is mentorship and um, a whole network of oncology nurses um, plugging into the Oncology Nursing Society. And I think it's just really important to have that kind of mentorship and also just involvement in general as a student on campus um, key. So someone listening now who's like, oh, I would love a mentor. What would be a first, the first step for a student to seek out mentorship? I think the most direct way is to go to a professor um, who's teaching a class that inspires you or maybe an older student who you want to emulate. Um, just go up and honestly, people are generally receptive because um, it's good to have that support system behind you as well as a mentee. And so I would really encourage you to just seek those opportunities out. Yeah, very important. And I will also add for nursing students in particular, a lot of the national nursing organizations have student membership. So that's another way to get involved as well as find uh, mentors. A lot of students don't know that. And also getting involved in the uh, Student Nurses Association at your institution mm-hmm. can be a, a great uh, stepping stone. Um, just shifting a little bit, Edna, um, you being in nursing school, this pandemic hit. What made you want to continue your studies and still enter the profession of nursing you know, knowing that there's a pandemic out there, um, this virus is out there killing people, what kept you uh, going? What motivated you to stay in it? I always think back to what I made me want to become a nurse in the first place. And that's really just the impact that you can have when you're right at the bedside. And it's something so special because you're getting more face time than the doctors. Um, you're seeing these patients at eight, 12 hours at a time. And even though on certain units, it's like a very fast turnover, you still, for that amount of time, if you're in the ICU, you might literally be their life support. And um, it's really an honor. And it's a difficult um, field by all means, but it's one that allows you to show your heart. And I always go back to that because if you're doing something that you love, it really will never feel like work. That is beautiful. And I truly believe we're nurses at heart. We're not just nurses at the bedside. So you are truly, and I want to say the art of nursing is is really what what you're demonstrating. And just looking at your face while you're, you're speaking, it just really lights up and it makes me very happy that someone like you is joining um, the profession of nursing. Awesome. So what do you do for self-care to deal with burnout or help prevent burnout? How, how are you doing next? I think it's important for student nurses to 
understand that now and not wait until you get into the profession because stress and burnout, it's going to be right at the door waiting for you as soon as you enter. So really having some strategies, uh, you know, it's very important. So, so what do you do at that? I make sure to set aside time for myself. And for me, I like to run and I go on runs probably three, four, five times a week. I like to read. I like to relax. <laughs> and I think um, that was something I actually had to learn. I would feel guilty if I wasn't, you know, studying or at um, some kind of school event. But I've since realized, like you said, you have to prevent the burnout before it happens and you can't pour into others out of an empty cup. For sure, for sure. And we do it all the time. <laughs> so important. So Edna, I do want to wrap it up with the rapid fire, but I would love for you to speak to the person who may be listening, who thinking about going into nursing or just starting their nursing career as a freshman, what would you say to them looking back? Because you're on the tail end of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be an RN next year. Um, but what would you say to give them some encourage, encouragement about, um, you know, entering the field of nursing? I would say to remember your purpose and your passion and um, to follow those two things and the money will come after. Um, as long as you are aligned with your passion, your skills can be developed your um, mentorship can help with that, get plugged into those resources at your school and hold your head high. And remember that, um, you know, if you're first generation, you've probably worked twice as hard, which makes you twice as qualified. And so I would say to be um, just courageous and use your voice. Yes, that's beautiful. And Edna, I want to put it on record here that um, I'm so proud of you. You are doing great work and you are going to do more great work as a nurse. And you are definitely going to make impact in this profession and in this world. I know that for sure. Just my first time meeting you, you are such a smart, brilliant young woman um, with so much drive. Um, So I'm just, I can't wait to be at the front of your success and just watch you blossom. So I will definitely uh, leave that here. And I want to take you through a rapid fire if that's okay with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wellness means? Wellness means taking care of yourself um, the way that you take care of others as a nurse and prioritizing self-care and um, putting your energy into things that are rewarding to you. I know I'm stressed when. I know I'm stressed when I am not sleeping and I'm not taking care of myself. My go-to stress management solution is? Is to make time for myself and to rewind and take a step back and take a deep breath and to remember my passion and my purpose. Yes. And one word that describes you is? 
two words. I am a change agent. Mm, Yes, you are. (laughs) Change agent. Wow. I love that. I love that. One thing you learned about yourself during this pandemic is? I learned my strength and what I was capable of doing. And it was a time that I think forced everyone to become more resilient and more self-aware. And for me, it was really a gift in disguise. Nice. Yes, I totally agree with that. My vision for the nursing profession is? Is to see it uplifted and respected as it should be. And to see nurses getting the treatment and the compensation that they deserve, to see them being able to provide the level of care that um, we want to provide our patients and to be able to remove those barriers that prevent um, nurses from doing so at times. Yes. And I know with you being in the profession, you will see to that. All right, Edna, this was great. Are there any last words for our listeners before we end the segment? Thank you for having me. I mean, this was really an honor. More than welcome. And we'll have you back because we want to see where you are next year during this time when you're getting ready for your graduation. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I have one last word. I have a plug to enter for my cousin, Hiwa, who will be graduating um, pharmacy school next year. And um, another first-generation college student, and um, she is an incredible, incredible student, and I hope that she does great things in her profession as well. I had to plug that in. And what's her name? He walks to you. All right. All right. Get in contact with me so we can have you on the podcast as well, so we can hear your story. Yeah. Thank you so much, Edna. Thank you. Are you feeling stressed or overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? If like so many of us, the answer is yes, register for the free Stress Solution Series to learn how to craft your very own personalized stress blueprint. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.